Welcome to Hope Community Church's Sermon of the Week. It's our prayer that this message will encourage and equip you to love like Jesus. To learn more about Hope, visit us at hccalive.com. Now enjoy the message. Well, this morning as we gather together from many different locations to be able to continue to worship God, I want to welcome each of you from wherever it is that you're viewing or from wherever it is that you're listening this morning. I hope that God uses his word to continue to to impact each of your lives. Now, I do have to tell you a a funny story, something that happened a couple of weeks ago. I happened to be with my daughters, and in the afternoons, there are times where I'm able to meet people at a coffee shop, and if I'm able to do that, I, I grab my kids, I get them out of the house. It's a little field trip for us to be able to leave and go somewhere, and this happened to be one of those days. So I'm with my daughters. I, I head to the coffee shop, and I'm at a booth by myself. I'm waiting for the person that I'm meeting to come in, and my daughters were behind me. And, and all of a sudden, two people come in, and I wave at the person who I think I'm meeting with. And I'm like, why are they bringing somebody else? That's interesting. That person looks at me with a confused look on their face, and I'm like, oh, You're not the person I'm meeting. No problem. About 10 minutes later, the person I'm meeting comes in, and we're in our meeting, and we're talking, and all of a sudden, a woman comes into the coffee shop. She's wearing her mask, and she looks just like my wife. And I have this thought in my head. I'm like, what is my wife doing at the coffee shop? Well, of course, I'm going to wave to her. So I wave at this lady who also has this puzzled look on her face as she looks at me. And I'm like, that's not my wife. So then I turn around to the girls who are at the booth behind me, and I'm like, girls, does that lady look just like mom? And they go, yeah, she kind of does. I go, yeah. That's the second person now that I've waved at who's wearing a mask, who looked like somebody I knew. And the reason I share that story this morning is just to say It can be risky to wave at people these days when they're wearing a mask. You don't know if you know them, and you don't know if you don't know them. It's really hard to tell who people are. And I was thinking about how funny that is, because when we see people that we know, and if we don't wave, we feel bad. When we see people that we don't know, we think we know them, and we wave, we feel kind of bad. And I was thinking about how that's risky to know whether or not to interact with people when they're wearing a mask because you don't always know if you know them. I've been really looking at people's eyeballs more now than ever. And it fits with the sermon title this morning. Risky business. Risky business. It's risky to know whether or not to interact with someone because you may not know them. But it's also really risky when you're doing life with people. There are risks that are involved when we care for one another. There are risks that are involved when we do ministry together. I was hesitant to even use the word ministry this morning because I'm thinking about how each of us may even define that differently. When I say we do ministry together, what I mean is that we're doing life together, that we care about one another. You see, the reason that that is risky, though, is because sometimes we're going to have bad experiences, There will be times, for many of you who are 
tuned in today, you, you've already had these experiences. There will be times where your trust is betrayed, where your confidences are betrayed. If we allow ourselves to even be humble enough in this moment, we would say that there have even been times where we are the people who have betrayed another's trust. We're even the people at times where we've broken confidence. The truth is, every single one of us has done that, without exception. Maybe we're well-meaning in the moment, but it doesn't change the effect that it has on another person's life. Doing life together is a risky business. Doing ministry together is risky business. This morning, as we continue in the book of Acts, where we pick up is Paul has just finished his second missionary journey. Paul's finished his second missionary journey, but instead of taking time off this time, like he did after the first missionary journey, he launches right into his third missionary journey. This is Paul's third and final missionary journey. It's also his longest missionary journey. However, this morning, we're not going to be following the life of Paul. We're actually going to be introduced to someone else this morning. His name is Apollos. The reason that this is so important, and I set it up well, is because Paul could not share the gospel with everybody that needed to be reached. I would say it this way. As a church staff, or for those of you who are involved in church and serving, we cannot share the gospel with everybody who needs to be reached, we need others. We need to empower others. Or as Paul says in Ephesians, we need to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. This morning, we meet Apollos. And he was equipped to do the work of ministry because of Priscilla and Aquila. As we get into the text this morning in Acts chapter 18... Beginning in verse 24, here's what it says. Now a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, which is a town that Trenton mentioned a few weeks ago, he came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man. He was competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately concerning the things of Jesus though he knew only the baptism of John. We're going to come back to that because this is an important issue. But verse 26 tells us this. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, and when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and they explained to him the way of God more accurately. Not only is ministry does it involve risky business of risking uh, our hearts and our, our, our connections with people? But it also reminds us that people are worth the investment. People are worth taking a risk on. Here we meet Apollos. Again, he comes from Alexandria, which happened to be a, a very well-known city for being educated. They, people from this place of Alexandria were, were known for being educated. They were known for being people who studied. In fact, in Alexandria, in this place, Alexandria, they actually translated the Old Testament into Greek. That's how we get the Septuagint. The, the Old Testament scriptures translated into Greek. It was in this place 
that that happened. Apollos comes from this place. The Bible tells us that he was competent in the Scriptures. That's important for us to recognize this morning because for him to be competent in the Scriptures meant that he spent time learning what God taught. He, he spent time knowing who God is through his word. That's something I regularly come back to because when we spend time reading God's word consistently, we become more competent in the scriptures. As, as we become more competent, we know the character of God. And as a result, this is the most important part in my opinion. As we become aware of God's character, we trust him more. We trust him more. Following Jesus requires trust. Following Jesus is risky. It's risky because there are times where God does not come through the way we expect. He doesn't answer our prayers the way that we hoped. He doesn't always reconcile or restore the relationship that we're praying for. He doesn't always provide the way we expect or hoped. Following Jesus is risky business, but people are worth taking a risk on. And, and as we read this story, we, we see how Priscilla and Aquila are listening to this young man teach the scriptures, but, but they notice that he's missing something. You see, Apollos, he knew the baptism of John. For those of you who aren't familiar with the baptism of John, he was baptizing, John the Baptist was baptizing before Jesus' earthly ministry began. In fact, he would baptize Jesus, and that would kind of begin or kick off Jesus' earthly ministry. But John was baptizing people in repentance. He was making a way for people to come to faith in Christ. So John's baptism was turn away from your sin and be baptized. Now, that's important. It's important for us to turn away. It's important for us to recognize that we need to distance ourselves from sin. But there's another baptism, and this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see, after Jesus was raised from the dead and people began to believe that he was the Christ, they would believe in him. They would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's when the Bible teaches that a person receives the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit lives in us, he leads us and guides us into all truth. That's a part of his role, leading us, teaching us, convicting us of sin, even really restraining evil in the world. But we practice also what's known as believer's baptism. So a person has received the Holy Spirit. They've been born again, as John 3.3 tells us. They've received the Spirit of God. But an outward picture of that is the baptism as a believer, where a person dies to themselves. It's a picture of them dying to self, going down into the water, and being raised to walk in a new way of life. But as Priscilla and Aquila listen to Apollos teach, they, they realize that he understands the baptism of John, but he didn't understand the baptism of the Spirit. So here's what they do. They pull him aside, 
And they teach him the way of God more accurately. What I love about that is they took a risk. They took a risk to be able to invest into this young man's life. They took a risk because what if Apollos would have said, I'm smarter than you and I'm not going to listen to you? What if he would have responded that way? What if, what if otherwise Priscilla and Aquila, instead of taking a risk on him, what if they would have said, don't listen to him, to him because he does not know what he's talking about? They, they could have said that. They could have talked about him in that way at the synagogue. In fact, in our culture, in our society, in our climate today, that's something that happens regularly. We, we listen to somebody teach or we hear what they have to say. And if we don't agree or, or we know something that they don't know or didn't share in that moment, we tend to discredit them rather than taking the risk of having a conversation. I love the way that Priscilla and Aquila handled this, this married couple that we met last week when Pastor Jesse was sharing the message. They go to him, and they're very helpful to him. They see something in him, Apollos. They see something that's worth developing. It's worth refining. So instead of talking about him out of pride, out of arrogance, they go to him. They demonstrate humility. You see, pride has a way of destroying communities. Pride has a way of destroying families. Pride has a way of destroying all relationships. We, of course, hear that within our church culture. But pride wants to destroy us. Pride wants to destroy you. Pride makes us critical. So Priscilla and Aquila, rather than being prideful, they, they demonstrate this humility that God wants for us to not only have, but to use. And it's humility that takes them to a place where they approach Apollos. And as they approach him, it's humility that allows Apollos to hear. You see, instead of seeing Apollos as somebody who's educated, intelligent, maybe an eloquent speaker, as the Bible tells us here, instead of seeing him as a threat, they saw him as somebody who could be used to teach more people about Jesus. So they took a risk. I want to tell you this, people, people are always worth taking a risk on. People are always worth taking a risk on. I would rather take a risk on somebody who doesn't know as much as, as maybe I do or as much as somebody else who's in a position of leadership. I would rather take a risk on them than not. You see, when we take a risk on somebody, when we take a risk on somebody in a relationship, that opens the door. It doesn't mean that every time we take a risk, it's going to pay off. In fact, oftentimes it doesn't. And that's what causes us to stop taking risks. But do you know who took the greatest risk? The greatest risk to have a relationship with us? Jesus. He demonstrates it. He models it. And here we see Priscilla and Aquila doing the same thing. When we want to live like Jesus and we want to love like Jesus, that requires that we take risks on people. We take risks on people. But that's risky business. 
Not only do we take risks on people, but we need to enjoy the adventure. Enjoy the adventure of following Jesus. Or don't. It's really up to you. The truth is, whether you enjoy the adventure or you don't enjoy the adventure, it doesn't change the fact that following God is an adventure. It's an adventure because we never know what's coming next. We never know whose life God is going to work in next and how he's going to call us to step out in faith. There are adventures to following God. Being a Christian is not boring. Being a Christian is really quite the opposite. It's exhilarating. It's life-giving. It's, it's risk-taking constantly. Do I have a conversation with that person? Do I send them a link to view a service? Do I invite them to church? Do I offer to pray for them? Enjoy the adventure. And that's exactly what happens with Apollos. Check this out in verse 27. It says, When he finished, he wished to cross over to Achaia. The brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed. For he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that Christ was Jesus. There are so many components to this small section of scripture that I wish I had time to unpack all of it. But here's probably the, the piece that has most been on my heart as I read this text, as I studied this text. And that is, as Apollos was going to leave Ephesus, rather than the, the believers who were there, rather than them saying, Apollos, you should not go. Rather than demanding that he stay or guilting him from leaving, the Bible tells us that he wished to cross over. He, he, he just wished to. Was it something that God was leading him to do? Probably. But they, these believers in Ephesus didn't say, well, show us how you know that. Instead, the Bible tells us that these believers encouraged him to go. They didn't try to hold Apollos to them. They didn't try to, to restrain him. They didn't try to, to hoard a person who was an eloquent, eloquent speaker. They didn't try to hoard him, but they wanted to encourage him. They wanted to bless him. In fact, so much so that they write a letter to send with him so that the believers, when they received him on the other side, would be able to welcome him. Did he go to Corinth? Did he go to Athens? We're not exactly sure where he ended up at this moment. But what we do know about Apollos' life is that he made an impact in Corinth. He made an impact. The Bible tells us here that he powerfully refuted the Jews in the square. He powerfully did this. God was using him in, in an incredible way. Paul would actually talk about Apollos in his letter to the Corinthians, and, and he would talk about how much of an impact Apollos had made. But I don't want us to miss this as we talk about this young man who who powerfully impacted different groups of people. It was Priscilla and Aquila who saw that Apollos had something to offer. It was this married couple that really we're not going to see throughout the rest of the book of Acts who first 
were willing to take a risk on this young man. That's risky business. They were first willing to take that risk and, and they pulled him aside. They invested their hearts and their lives into him before sending him away. Paul was so affectionate toward Priscilla and Aquila that he even talks about them in Romans chapter 16. He says that, I, I value you as co-laborers in the gospel. The ministry that they had was powerful. They were enjoying the adventure. They enjoyed the adventure of who God brought into their lives and who God used them to release into the lives of others. We have some things that we can learn. We have some things that we can learn not about being selfish, but about being selfless. That requires that we continue to let God use us how he sees fit. That requires that we trust God. You see, when God's people have a humble devotion for him, when God's people have a humble devotion for him, to him, with him, he uses that. It grows the body of Christ or the church. We see that happen, and we're hearing of that happening in so many different families, so many different homes. That requires humble devotion. And through that, God strengthens his church. He strengthens his people. I want to invite you to pray with me this morning, wherever you are. And what I want to pray for very specifically is that we be people who take the risk, who take the risk on people, and who would enjoy the adventure of following God. Let's pray for that together. Lord, we are so grateful that you took a risk on us. We're so grateful that you have never given up on us. You demonstrate that we people are worth taking a risk on and we want to be people who take a risk on others. We want to be a people who enjoy the adventure of following you, serving you, loving you, living for you. So we're praying that your spirit would stir our hearts. Help us to be able to trust you with anything that needs to be surrendered. And God, for those who maybe have never trusted you, we're asking that you would help them to see that right now. That you would expose to them that the deepest need in life is to know you as Lord and Savior. That they would pray something like this, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Please come into my life as I surrender to you and help me to know you and follow you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Previous messages of our Acts series can be found at hccalive.com. If you would like to partner with us, you have the opportunity to give at hccalive.com as well. Don't forget to subscribe and may we continue to love like Jesus.